to roll. Ready to We're not here for fortune and fame. We got a game and we'll entertain. Ready to roll, it's all in the name. We bring the magic like David Blaine. The crew is assembled, we're ready to go. Curtain is rising, prepare for a show. Hit the play button and let the fun blow. We got our dice and we're ready to roll. So where we left off last time, you guys had talked to the family and the father and tried to figure out what's going on there. And the very last thing that you guys had done, you went into the church and Father Amos, you had a weird experience with the Bible. Mm -hmm. And Walter, you had just found a letter written from Elias about a weird thing happening while he was practicing a sermon. And so I think where we left you guys, you are still in the chapel. You being Amos and Frank and Walter, you are up in like the study slash bedroom area. Mm-hmm. So I think we left it with you, Walter. Let's uh, let's leave it. Let's pick up there. See, so you've just found this this letter along with the creepy dolls. the The only other thing of note is like there's that cot in the corner. And then there's that bookshelf with all the books on it. The books in the bookshelf, you said those were just religious books? Yeah, they're just like texts by Christian theologists. But there is one that looks to be um, bound, (laughs) not human flesh. (laughs) That's what I was thinking. (laughs) Not made by like a a printing press or a, a publishing company, something else. Wood. I will grab the book. I will check for traps. Yeah. So, it's a uh, musty, hastily bound draft of an autobiography that Elias was writing for his life. I'm going to open it and turn to the last page. Okay. Say what is ever incantation. (laughs) (laughs) No, we don't say incantation. It doesn't look like you finished it. The last entries were talking about his beginnings in London and why he came here to, to preach to the Welsh people. And it talks about, like, their superstitions about fairies and demons. And then talking about, like, why he chose to name the church the Church of the Rock. Why did he choose to name it? The Church of the Stone, I'm sorry. It's talking about, like, the the rock being rolled away from the tomb, the rock struck by Moses, spoke, spoke to by Moses, the, the weird rock in the lake that's, like, a, a local landmark. And then he gets a little bit... He's like pontificating of the idea of having faith that's as strong as a rock. I'm going to take the book with me, sit down on that nasty bed, pull out another light, or match oh and light it. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to use my boon again. So I'll tell you a secret clue. I want to ask the haunt a question. So you have to give me... A clue about either your location secret or your haunt secret. Is that right? No, haunt or character. Haunt or character secret. Which would you prefer? Yeah, you you choose. Uh, I'll do my haunt secret. Uh, and the clue is, I wasn't always wanted. Okay. So what do you want to, you, you draw out a match. What are you trying to do? What do you want to know? I want to know what happened to the town. 
to the town or like to the church? Oh, uh, let's go with church. Okay. Because the... It's not really a town. It yeah, the, this was like a meeting place for the other settlements that are out like in this area, but it it's not really a town. But So what happened to the church? Okay. What size match are you using? I'm using the big one. Uh, a big one? Okay. <laughs> so you draw out one of your big matches and you strike it and you start to lose yourself in the flame. You fall backwards. Once again, it feels like you're falling through a portal or a ring or a doorway. And you fall through and you find yourself sitting in the pews of the church. And you're sitting down there. You look around, and there are other settlers, other like country folk sitting in the pews, and the reverend is up in front of the congregation, like giving a sermon. And then there's a flash, and you look around. Some of the parishioners appear to be like sickly, uh, unhealthy. It's not like they have the plague or anything, but like some of them are just getting older. A couple of them have some kind of sickness that you can't discern. You flash forward again, and this time the population in the in the church is only like half what it was before. And you flash forward again, and this time it's only like a third of what it was. And then you flash forward again, and the reverend is practicing the sermon that you think he wrote about in his diary. And... He's up in front talking about, like, how you have to have faith like a rock and believe in God. And he's, like, trying different methods of delivering his lines. And he turns around, and it it looks like he bows his head and he prays at the altar of Jesus for just a second. You look around in this vision, and you see little green children, almost. But they have flowers in their hair, and they're wearing, like, clothes that are made from leaves and sticks and forest and they're running quickly and they're very quietly putting the little stick figures the little stick dolls in the pews and one of them sneaks up and puts it on top of the bible that he's preaching from and they all run and they do this while he's praying and then they all run out the back again and so he finishes his prayer and he turns and he looks And there are these, like, dolls everywhere. There's one on top of the Bible. There's one in all the pews. There's one next to you in the pew. And he breaks down and starts to cry. And then you feel yourself yanked backwards again and through a gateway once again. It's the distinct feeling of walking through a threshold. But you feel yourself pulled back. And again, you're sitting on the cot and you're out of breath. So... To make sure you got what you wanted, how are you taking that? The congregation is now being, I guess, replaced or mocked by these fairy creatures kind of taking over the area. Yeah. To the congregation, it just went through the, the lifestyle, like the life of a church where like you start with some people, mm-hmm. it grows and it grows and it grows. And then some of those people get older, the people move away and it, the congregation shrinks and shrinks and shrinks. And then there's not much left. But in addition to that, whatever you saw, they were doing something to to drive the the reverend to tears. How many dolls are up here? Just the one. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take the letter. 
and book and go back downstairs to the others. Okay. So what are you guys doing downstairs? You've talked about your experience probably. I would say I'm probably even just... I, I take it like the altar in the pulpit area is like raised some. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably sitting like in front of the altar just trying to comprehend everything that's going on. Uh, probably really focusing on those two verses and trying to make sense of it as to why those were the only two that what are you what are you thinking about them right now? We're gonna have to look them over again. <laughs> like in real life, I'm gonna have to look them over again. So it it almost seems like from a religious aspect, the wild beasts that it talks about may be not just literal wild animals, but the uh, either unbelievers, demons, these fey creatures. Something to that effect that is wanting to destroy just destroy the religion in the area. The owls is what still is because I, I don't I, I personally don't know enough about the imagery of owls in religious texts. And the satyrs. That's the other thing that's getting me. Cause you know, I, I've got my Bible app right now in King James Version. If I go to New International, it says the wild goats. It doesn't it doesn't refer to them as satyrs. Satyr can mean like a tie to the fae creatures. Right. The other versions they might not have wanted them to mention the fae and so they switched it. So that could point out that it does have some tie to the Yeah. These fairy creatures. You yeah. mentioned Lilith. See, the the King James Version I've got on verse on chapter 34, verse 14, doesn't mention Lilith. Um, let's see, what exactly did it say? The wild beasts of the desert shall also meet with the wild beasts of the island, and the satyr shall cry to its fellow. The screech owl shall also shall rest there and find for herself a place of rest. And my Bible, this one has commentaries, and it tells you, like, some of the actual Hebrew words, stuff like that. So for the wild beasts of the desert, the Hebrew word is zim. Uh, for wild beasts of the island, it's uh, ijim, I-J-I-M. But on Screech, it says or night monster. I mean, it doesn't name Lilith, because Lilith is is mentioned in the Bible and is, is a demon. Yeah. But this says or night monster for the Screech owls. But you have that other passage referencing the either owls or the daughters of the owls. Right. I was gonna say that was that thirteen twenty one. The the word for owls it said could be translated as owls or ostriches, but the Hebrew word for it is daughters of the owl. So I mean there's I wanna say owls are known as like guardians. They're known for Wisdom, but in some cultures, they're also omens of death. What are you making of all this, Frank? Um, I find it a little hard to grasp that he was looking at the the Bible and could only see the two passages, and when I can read it perfectly fine. But like the other, those passages did stand out to me. I know it's something definitely is going on here. It's very odd, but 
I'm not 100% convinced that it's something supernatural yet. Oh, uh, hold on, hold on. So, one of the Hebrew words, the Hebrew word for screech owl is Lilith. But I was seeing that owls, where was that one at? Lilith, the mother of monsters. Mm-hmm. No. It was up here. So, owls, I feel like as a priest, I probably would know all this. I'm A lot of it. Various species of owls are mentioned in the Old Testament, apart from references owls as unclean birds. So it's not just that they're a bird, it's an unclean animal. The Bible features owls figuratively to symbolize tormenting loneliness, desolation, mourning, and judgment. There's one part that you're missing that I want you to roll for. Okay. Is it a knowledge? Unless you want to make a case for something else. No, I feel like... Missing out of those two passages? No. Well, yeah. There's another connection that he's missing. Two sevens and a three. So I fail. That's rough. (laughs) It is rough. This is what you wanted. (laughs) You're not wrong. Pick a a hint for one of the categories. Tell me what it is and give it to me. Okay. For my character secret, one of my hints is the knife before the fire. Okay. The one that I hope it takes the longest to piece together. (laughs) So you come back down into the sanctuary and you have you're carrying this bundle of things he's leaning against the altar thinking and scratching his head and i guess you're probably like pacing around thinking i'm gonna go to frank first and all right so trust me for a second let's gather up these dolls i i have an idea okay let's gather all of them that we can find (laughs) all right i'll bite i guess Gather up all the dolls we can. You would, if you could find any. Oh. About my pocket. <laughs> you still have that one? Yes. They're all gone? So all the dolls and all the fuse two, are the gone. The one from upstairs and the other creepy one the one you in my took. pocket. Yep. Did you hold on to yours, Frank? I didn't put it down. So you have those three. <laughs> I, was say, I put mine down. I about did, and then I was cut off, and so I just didn't go on with it. All right, I, I have a theory. They're very nature-bound. Destroy it, it might destroy their connection to this place, these fairies. So, hand over the dolls. Okay. Well, well we can try it with just one. I, I'm fine with that, but I have, I have thoughts. No, I, don't, I don't need it. I'm going to stack back here, though. <laughs> I, I gave... I put mine back. Ah, well, we have three total. Where did the other ones go, though? I... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think, <laughs> I think that we are dealing with something very supernatural in nature. I think it is dealing with the fairies and fae. I don't have much experience with that, but I do believe that this is not the normal spirits of the afterlife. So what is your plan with those? I think these dolls are part of their connection to this plane, to this building. I, I'm curious what will happen if I destroy it and burn them. Don't you think it'll anger the lady of the water? Well, that's what I'm lady. curious to find out. That that was my thought as well. We may not want to anger them quite yet. You guys are discussing and you hear one, two, three, four, one, the keys of the piano being struck. Uh. And like some of them are struck and then cut off because it's broken the piano is emitting notes 
turn to look. Yeah, I, I feel like we all three would probably <laughs> very slowly turn our heads to... If it's the girl, I swear. The cat hops up on top uh. of the piano <laughs> and sits down, and its tail is swishing back and forth across the keys. And it's just staring at you. Wait, 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 wait. I'm going to hold it in a threatening way to turn that doll. Wait. He's about to burn these dolls, gent. Is there uh, anything you'd like to say? You said something apparently last earlier. It's just looking at you. I'm I'm going to look at the cat and say, You have my name. Might I ask your name? It's just staring at you. I'll just burn one, I promise. <laughs> it blinks. Does he have to roll? I don't know. You want to? If I come and scratch your ear, <laughs> would that make you want to communicate with me again? If I scratch your ear, would it make you? <laughs> well, I... Its mouth doesn't move, but you mm. all hear it. Your scratching of my ear would be a bit different than my scratching of yours. It says, if you say so, and it hops down and walks down the aisle, heading towards the exit. Look to see if there's anything near where he was, like in the piano. You walk over and look, and there's not. So you told me earlier that uh, not all of your kind are as nice or fair as you. It says, did I? That's true. Mm-hmm. It's still walking towards the door. Does that mean that you're an oddity of your kind? Are you a good whatever you are? It says, good and bad are constructs. And then it's like walking through the threshold of the church. And then you see Agnes there, and she picks it up, looks at all of you, and kind of shakes her head and starts skipping away. It's almost sundown. <laughs> Light a second match. <laughs> just one. I'm just curious now. I'll light one doll on fire. After okay. I hand you the book that and letter that I found. Okay. So I, he hands me the letter. I'll start reading it. It catches and it slowly burns up in your hand. Do I hear any more children laughing? Mm-mm. Crying. Mm-mm. Screaming. Screaming. <laughs> we'll wait till it's basically just embers. And then I'll cup it in my hand. <laughs> Alright, this is phase one. Then I'm going to go out through that same threshold and I'm going to go to the well. Dump it in. Uh, the ashes drift down and settle at the bottom of the well. Do I still see the girl and the cat? Yeah, they're playing uh, near the thicket. The cat's like darting in and out and she's jumping around and chasing it. I'm going to go back into the church now and regroup with them. So there's something on the map that has me intrigued. I don't know that Father Amos knows that it's there. What is it? It's that tree that sits in the middle of the woods. The one that looks like it has a skull face on the bottom of it. That's weird. It is weird. You cannot see it. You did not see it on your way in. You have not been able to see it walking around here. Okay, so Father Amos does not know it exists. Nope. Where was that skull at? Yeah, if you go to the graveyard. Gee, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, that was like the first thing jumped out at me. So burn the tree down. <laughs> I feel like that's a big graveyard for... Well, I guess the parishioners of the church would have been buried there. 
Let's go check it out anyway. I mean, at this point. Might as well. My idea didn't work, so yeah. You guys come out of the church. You see that Philip is skipping rocks across the lake. But you walk over to the graveyard? Um, I'm going to call Philip over to us. And whenever he comes over, I'm going to uh, ask him, that cat that your sister is playing with, mm-hmm. you see it, correct? Yeah. What does she refer to that cat as? Rearsham. That's Rearsham. Okay. Mom makes us pretend that we don't have a cat, but we do. Has the cat ever made weird noises towards you? It's a cat. Right. That I'm wanting to make sure it's not a sick cat. No. Agnes says she talks to it, but she's a kid, so... You're a kid. I'm 12, and she's 8. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, see. Sorry. Cl- clearly we're dealing with a young man. You're it's, right, I apologize. That's what Mom says. I mean, in in a matter of years, year or two, he could be the man of the household. Yeah, especially if Dad doesn't get better. Why does your mother tell you to pretend you don't have this cat? She says that we're making things up. So your mother has never seen the cat? She says it's not real. He shrugs. How close is the daughter? Or sister, rather? They're, like, across the clearing. Okay. So, when we left your house earlier and your father was tending in the garden... Yeah. Those plants and mushrooms that are there... Mm-hmm. Is that what you guys eat for sustenance? Yeah. Why wouldn't we? I'm asking questions. I'm just trying to figure out how this crazy little farm you have works. Yeah, I mean, we have the garden and the, you know, the other stuff in the back, and and we fish, and that's what we eat mostly, except sometimes when Dad used to go into town, he would bring things home, but he doesn't do that anymore. How long has it been since your father stopped traveling into, into town? Mm, I don't even know. He doesn't really leave anymore. Sorry, did you say there are other things in the back of the house? Yeah, like there's another there's another field. What's in that field? Well, we used to grow wheat and potatoes and corn, but now we just eat the new stuff. So there's nothing in that old field though. Mm, he may have planted the next crop, but I don't know. By chance have you ever gone out to that rock? In the lake? Yes. No, it's too deep. Mom says we can't swim in it out that far. And you don't have a boat anywhere on the premises? No. Why do you need one? I would like one. No, we don't have one. Do you want anything else? Not not at the moment. If anything weird or strange other than your father going and kneeling in the lake happens, please, please come let us know. He says, well, I'm not doing anything. Can I follow you guys? Hmm. I don't think that's wise, do you? I mean, clearly, he's with the way his father's acting, he, he very well could be the man of the house soon. He, he needs to know the lay of his land, needs to know where everything is. Yes, but I'm thinking more as we don't quite know what we're going to find, and I would rather not risk this child possibly getting injured. 
What's your feelings on it, Frank? I mean, I'll keep a watch on him. He's family. He says, yeah, that's right. We're family. He's got his second cousin's wife, <laughs> or second cousin's husband, here to watch out for him. Uh, clearly, there's no better suited family member around to keep track of him. His father's crazy, so I guess it falls on me. He's not... Well, he, I mean, I don't like it when you say that. He wasn't always like this. Wait, we're not saying he has always been... We're saying in his current state, he is. I think he's just sick. He'll get better. I think he's sick, too. When did it start? Been like this for probably a couple of years, I guess. How long after you moved here did it start? Well, we've lived here for most of my life. I can't really remember that far back. Is there anything that triggered it that you can remember? He thinks. I don't know. Okay, well, if you think of it, let us know. Okay. Um, what are you guys doing? I'd like to make an intuition roll on his... Him thinking about it and then going, I don't know. I, I feel like he knows, and he's just not waiting to admit to us what it was. Okay. <laughs> I dare you. <laughs> I, I don't have interrogation, but I'm just going in. Intuition. Seven. A, damn it. Three sevens. That's rough. It is. At least it wasn't six six six. That is true. What was your relationship to Elias Wilson? He he was one of my mentors. You hear the echo of a lecture he once gave you in your head. Okay. As I'm hearing this lecture that Kevin Wilson gave me in my head, I want to let you know that that was my haunt secret. Is that, that he was your mentor? He was my mentor. Or that I spent time learning under him. So since my two hints was he was my mentor and he left before his time. But since you kind of, you, you really kind of nailed that one on the head when you asked me that. And there, I was looking at it, I'm like, how can I answer this truthfully? <laughs> and, and not give it away. Not give it away. I will mark off my haunt secret. There goes that dice. <laughs> So you're trying, you hear that echoing through your head, and you're trying to figure out if if you think that Philip is being honest or not, but you really just can't. You don't know. The lucky thing is that if I try and use the interrogation skill, I have to subtract knowledge from it, which is also the same, so it just cancels each other out. Right. I mean, you could but still... I still have all my secrets. But, and, I mean... I've been doing it. <laughs> Parker's been doing it this whole time. <laughs> But if you jumped off a bridge, I don't think I would. I, 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 like, would follow it. I like distributed my points in the worst way possible. <laughs> <laughs> I like broke it to add I'll interrogate. I think All you right. know something. Nope. What'd you roll? No secret. Or no. Uh, four, one, six. I thought we were family. We are. I just. I just. I'm so curious as to what's going on. I feel like you know something. He says, Mom says her sister's not even alive anymore, and you might have killed her. That's not true. Is that your secret? No. Okay, that was the question I asked you <laughs> as the GM. Well, that's what she says. It's not even her sister. <laughs> cousin. <laughs> Mom says her cousin's not even alive anymore, and you killed her. <laughs> no. <laughs> I did not. I did not kill her. Calm down. Calm down. That was me asking as, as the GM if that was your secret. Well, I, I don't know why you're trying to interrogate me. 
I guess I'm not going to hang out with you guys. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I apologize, Philip. I just was trying to figure out what's wrong with your dad. That's all. That's all we wanted to figure out what's going on so we could help you guys. A real man would do what's necessary to help his family. You don't even want me here. <laughs> well, he I want to. your answers. <laughs> <laughs> the the boy does does make a valid point. Uh, he he hasn't given us any reason to not trust him. He's been very forthright thus far. I'm sorry that I questioned your motives behind behind your answer. I I am trying to, to protect my family. I am. Why but, are we just standing in this church? It's almost dark. <laughs> well, we're we're getting ready to go to the graveyard. Really? Have, have you been in the graveyard after dark? Mom says I'm not supposed to go out there after dark. Why? I don't know. That's just the rules. Let's go check it out. Okay. You're a man. Yeah. Don't face be lights scared up. when the souls of the dead reach out to you. <laughs> what? Nothing. <laughs> what? Don't worry. His bra- face goes pale. <laughs> you're brave. Don't worry. He's just speaking some new age mumbo jumbo. Yeah, your mom says you're a man of science. That's correct. That is something that's true. Okay. What has your mother said about me? She doesn't really know you, so... <laughs> Good. She was worried about Agnes. In the candy? <laughs> I'd be more worried about that damn cat. <laughs> A cat? Stranger with candy shows up burning... <laughs> burning matches? Matches. <laughs> so we get to the graveyard. You walk across the way. As we're walking to the graveyard, and I see... This Agnes with the cat. I'm gonna yell out, "Hello, Rearshim. We know your name." And just keep walking. <laughs> the cat like turns and looks at you, and then it like darts back into the thicket. What did that do? <laughs> I just wanted to have it acknowledge me. <laughs> I you know who cat, it is. The cat. Knows. I wanted it to know that I know. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be scared. So you guys walk over to the graveyard, yeah? Yeah, we walk over to the graveyard. New map? No. Oh, still new. You've got all the maps. I was hoping there was a map just for the graveyard. So you guys are walking away from the church. At the foot of the lake, you see the graveyard. You walk near, and you see that it's in a sorry state. The gates and the fence are rusting. The stone is crumbling. There's a small mausoleum at the nearest corner. You guys get closer and you're up to the gate. It's not locked or anything. You can go in. It's a say I'll open it and go in. Okay. Uh, you walk in, you see a handful of graves around. It's an appropriate size for a church like this. There's something different that you notice, though. When you go to a lot of graveyards, there's the headstones and there's some of the graves have bigger statues and something, but there's all, there's often iconography of angels and angelic beings and stuff atop the gravestones and sometimes carved into pillars and stuff in the fence line. But at the center of this graveyard, there is a statue of a, of a beautiful woman. If she was ever an angel before, her wings are now gone, and there is a beautiful smirk uh, that's carved and curling up at the corners of her lips. Someone of some skill seems to have altered this statue. Do you know who that woman is, Philip? 
Um, she used to be an angel. Had the wings and everything? Yeah. What was her name? I don't know. Do you know angels? <laughs> I know a few. Wow. I don't know any. I mean, I've, I know of them. I don't know any personally. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And he's kind of like looking around and looking at the gravestones. It's dark and he's kind of creeped out. <laughs> I'm going to look to see if there's any sort of inscriptions or anything on the statue. It looks like on one, like on the front side, there used to be some sort of inscription, but it's been carved out. Deliberately? Yeah. I want to go look in the mausoleum. So you guys are walking around. You're heading over towards the mausoleum now. I want you each to make an intuition roll until one of you succeeds. <laughs> so whoever you want can start. I'll start. Nothing. Nothing. I got a seven and a four. That's rough, dude. I know. Six, five, nine, eight. So two success. Being a mystic and a spiritual person, you've probably been to graveyards before, right? Mm -hmm. So being on consecrated grounds, being in graveyards, that's a normal thing for you. Normally, it's a it's a place that feels it's at peace or at rest. It's normally quiet. There aren't many people around. It just feels like a peaceful place where the dead slumber. Here, that's not what you feel. There's a tightness in the air. Your chest is tense. There's a tension that you feel like it, you could cut it with a knife. It's like anticipation. I need to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. So I know your haunt secret. So you now have your character and your backstory. Mm-hmm. Since Andy you know one of my character secret hints. hints. Hmm. I feel like I don't have a lot to work with with the two that are left. That hint is pretty opaque. Tell me more about the fire. The fire helped me get away with what I did. So you hear the voice of Elias, and it echoes across a clearing in your mind and says, What have you done? And the question I asked you is, tell me more about the fire. Okay. So you being spiritually connected to the world, there's a tightness. There's like an anticipatory feeling in this graveyard specifically. Uh, who's going to the mausoleum? I, I was. You enter the, the mausoleum and it's the final resting place of Elias. Like many of its kind, it was clearly meant to be a resting place for more than one person, but in this case, it houses only the good reverend. Inscribed on a stone above his casket are the following words in Latin, and I may butcher this, Mortui vivos docent. The inscription is elegant and delicate, and you find it hard to believe that a human was capable of carving something that's floral and pretty into stone. Okay. Seeing as how I didn't roll for the other ones, I'm going to roll for this to see. I might have worked with some Latin terminology and stuff like that. Yeah. It's uh, often used as naming conventions for yeah. science stuff. Uh, so that'd be just knowledge? Or you you could do investigation if you want. Just no. <laughs> <laughs> One success. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what you know. The inscription means, let the dead teach the living. And you find that to be an odd phrase to be inscribed yeah. in the tomb of a beloved reverend. 
believe we have to not do what they did so we don't die. Maybe. Do you tell them you know what it means? Uh, yeah, I might just, like, go up to it and, like, trace my hand over it and say, let the dead teach the living. That's an odd phrase for a reverend. It is. Outside in the graveyard, do I notice any runes on any of the headstones? The other graves appear to be from members of the congregation. One grave is in slightly less disrepair than some of the others. It looks to be newer. It reads, Emmanuel Roberts, Beloved Father. As you examine it more closely, the earth shifts slightly beneath your feet. (laughs) The face he made. (laughs) From the forest, you hear an echoing chorus of childlike laughter. A fungal bloom, not unlike a mushroom, sprouts from the grave. Um, guys? Yeah. Come here, please. I'm caught I guess. Yeah, I'll come out. This just grew in front of my eyes, and I heard laughter that I heard in the church earlier. You didn't notice it as clearly as him, because you were, like, looking in the mausoleum. But now that he says that, you heard the laughter, too. Maybe if you eat it, it'll tell you something. <laughs> Maybe the I, I still have to ask you a question. So, so I, I look at Philip. I'm like, is is this common here, where mushrooms and plants just sprout out of the ground? Doesn't everything that grows? Yes. Um, I guess my question wasn't poignant enough. Um, that mushroom was not there when we stepped in the mausoleum. It is there now that we're stepping out. That is a very fast growth cycle for any fungal or flora that I'm aware of. You're watching. You're looking at the inscription and you've come out. You know that you hear the laughter. A glowing orb rises up out of the ground. starts dancing around in front of your face. <laughs> You specifically. Okay. <laughs> Does it ask him a question? Yeah. No. Okay. I'm going to reach out and to see if it, it's like my hand passes through it. Yeah, it's, it's incorporeal. Oh. Is anybody else seeing this? He says that I'll look at him. I'll look so, away from Philip and look at him. You look away from Philip and look at him, and there's like an orb dancing around, moving up and down in front of his face. Yes. Frank, I'm... Uneasy to say I do. Never seen anything like this before. I've seen a lot of weird shit today. I <laughs> I don't know that a bouncing glowing orb is going to be the thing that sets me over the edge. <laughs> I, I was having a conversation with a cat two minutes ago. Philip screams. And you look back towards him where he was standing. And a skeletal hand has shot up out of the ground and grabbed him by the foot. <laughs> I will grab Philip and pick him up off the ground. Make a courage check. From the uh, fresh grave? Uh, The one that you guys were standing over, yeah. I get four dice on this one. Is that the grandfather? Hey, Hey, I got one success. Two sixes, a one, and a ten. Frank, you hear a voice coming from the orb that's dancing in front of you. (laughs) It's kind of like blinding you. Because it's dark now. There's like a bright orb 
dancing in front of you, but the voice you hear coming from it seems like it's familiar to you. It's a soft woman's voice. And it says, Honey? Anne? And I'm going to ask, how did she die? She died of smallpox. Um, You had a success. I did. You grab Philip around his waist and you yank and the hand comes up with him out of the dirt. And you see that it's got, you know, in Hunt Showdown, the heavies, they're a corpse, but they're like surrounded in fungal growths. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Okay. The forearm and the bicep comes up out of the ground, but it's covered in a fungal growth. But it's not brown and gross. It's like neon fluorescent in the light. Okay. So it's glowing as it comes up out of the ground. You're able to wrench Philip free, but this skeleton is pulling itself up out of the grave. Uh, we may want to vacate the uh, premises, I say as I go for the gate. I need to ask you a question. You do. Did you stab... One of Walter's family members? I did. The memory of that night is replaying through your head as you're wrenching Philip away. Other graves in the graveyard. The ground starts to shift and move. Can't you, like, exercise or something? (laughs) You're a man of faith. (laughs) Got some holy water? (laughs) In my pack by the church. Let's go there, unless anyone has any better suggestions, because... As much as I don't mind speaking with the dead, I don't really quite want to be attacked by them. I probably would have a rosary around my neck, though. I'll I'll pull that off with one arm and hold it towards the undead. So it it pulls itself up the rest of the way out of the grave, and now you can see fully. It is a skeleton. There is flesh still, but most of it's rotted away. But it seems that... The fungus or the growths or whatever that are glowing bright neon colors in the night, that is definitely alive somehow. And it's coming towards you and like in shaking, juddering movements, it's swiping at you and Philip. As I say, I did say that I was moving towards the gate. Yeah. And then I'm holding up the rosary. I'm trying to give these two time to get out. It seems disaffected by the rosary. Okay. Man, what's going on? Are you a part of this? The light that's in front of you starts darting over to one side of the graveyard, specifically the southeastern side. And then it comes back and stops in front of you. And then it'll like go back over to that side again. And then it comes back and it stops in front of you. I'm going to go to the southeastern side. To okay. See if it's like hovering over certain areas, trying to draw my attention to it. It passes through the fence and it stops on the other side of the fence. Is that where the gate is? No, Uh there's a fence there. The gate's facing the lake. So you'll have to go out the northeastern and then go around the outside the gate or outside the fence. Yeah. It's waiting for you on that side of the fence, and you walk around, and it darts into the tree line. I'm gonna follow it. Okay. So say I'll follow. Uh, should I take Philip with us? Get the boy to safety. I'll follow the doctor. Okay. I'm distracted. <laughs> I'm going to start start off towards the house with Philip. I'm going to get Philip in the house. So you run towards the house. 
you get even with that side of the lake, basically, and look back, and the skeleton is just wandering around in the graveyard. You went to follow after him. So you dart into the forest, and you follow behind him, and it's, it is nighttime now. <laughs> long match. You light a long match. I'm not looking at the flame, and I'm holding it up so I don't get And thrall. you know that he went in somewhere ahead of you, but you don't see him. And you don't see the glow from the orb either. Frank! Please don't make me go into the woods. <laughs> you're, as you're chasing it, it's continuing to move further and further in. Mm-hmm. Do I hear him call out to me? Make... Make a faith check. Because you're following this light because the vo- you think the voice of your wife spoke to you through mm-hmm. it. No successes. Ooh. That's rough. Your wife got smallpox and you thought you could treat her yourself and you failed and she died. Is that what happened? Yes, partly. That That's not all of it. At what point do I give you like hints for it? Give me, give me a hint for it then. Say, um, if you want to use your archetype ability, you can use that by giving hints. But the other, I can also just ask for them when you fail a roll. I really, really miss my wife. <laughs> okay. Do you have a different hint? Another one? No. Yeah, I do. <laughs> He's like, I feel like that. The one you gave me was already established. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm really close to knowing there's just an aspect of it that I don't know. So if you're going to give me a hint, I think it should be something (laughs) that cues me into the part that I'm not sure about yet. That was a stronger hint in a way. I even altered it, the original one. Well, you failed your faith (laughs) roll. So I was thinking if you failed it, you would believe that this is your wife and like follow it into the forest. Yeah. But if you succeeded it, you would be like, why would my wife be speaking to me through a fairy light here? Mm-hmm. And you might hear him and turn around. So I believe it. I think you believe it and you yeah. keep running into the forest. I agree. <laughs> okay. So you're standing at the edge of the woods and like he's gone. Before I go in, uh-huh. do I notice like any mushroom circles with my feet? No. All right, I'm going in. Okay. Frank! So you go in. Into the woods. A night. <laughs> A long match. Father Amos. Yes. You have taken Philip back to the house. Yes. It is night. The moon is high in the sky. And you see Agnes's bonnet and dress prancing around in the field garden. I will tell Philip, get, get in the house. Don't you need my help? It's... I feel like this is getting beyond the help you can give. I, I'm going to go get your sister and send her in the house as well. Okay. She's dancing in the field. Is that normal for her? Yeah, she does that. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go get her and try to get her inside. What I need you to do is once your sister gets inside... Lock the doors. What if mom and dad aren't inside? Then we will try to find mom and dad, and we will get them inside as well. Do not unlock the door unless you can see me. Okay. He goes inside. I'm going to go to the garden to get Agnes. You see her dancing in the garden? She's in the garden or the the field? The garden adjacent to the house. 
Agnes, it is time to go inside. She turns and faces you, and the moonlight hits her face just right. I think I said her eyes were like a a yellowish-brown color. The moonlight reflects off of them, kind of the way that it does with a dog or a cat or a deer at night. But that's not the weird thing. She still has dark black raven hair, but her face looks like for just a second it's made of sticks and twigs. Okay. Feeling pretty good being in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I knew she was creepy. Uh, Rearsham? Are, are you out here, Rearsham? It's... The cat is dancing between her legs. <laughs> you didn't tell me that, so me calling for you, him... No, you calling for him, you notice that he's, like, weaving in between her legs while she's dancing around and turning and looked at you. That, does he acknowledge me at all, my brain? He looks at you. Are... Is this you, or is this something else? It doesn't say anything. Okay. I'm going it to... It just stares at you. you I'm... Interrogate <laughs> I'm not good at that. <laughs> Agnes starts in weird, jittering, twisting motions, dancing towards you. Okay. Um, I. It's like she's a puppet worked by a, a puppeteer who's not good at it. Her, mo- <laughs> her motions start and stop, and she is coming towards you. Um, I'm going to... Player-wise, I feel like something bad's getting ready to happen to me. Uh, Character-wise, I told Philip I'm going to get his sister and put her in, get her in the house. So I'm going to try to grab her to get her in the house. Okay. She dances up to you, and uh, she still looks like she's not made of flesh and bone. And you reach out and grab her. Mm-hmm. Make a courage roll. Yeah, I get four dice on this. She's gonna kill. I got. <laughs> I got an eight. Okay. I got. I one got eight. one. One eight. Did you? Did you stab Walter's mother because you were in an affair with her? No. You stabbed the father because you were in an affair with the mother. That's the second question. (laughs) I didn't speak right the first time. (laughs) Don't say anything. It doesn't matter. You asked the question. I answered it. I basically know now, so it's fine. You reach out and grab her. And you take her into the house, mm-hmm. and you set her down, and she looks like she did before. Still kind of creepy and gaunt, but she looks like a girl. I'm, I'm going to set her down and kind of look her in the face and say, Agnes, are, are you with us? Yeah. What, what, were you, what were you doing out there? We were dancing. You, <laughs> you know that it's late. Yeah. You should be in bed. You're not my dad. I'm a father. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, the amount of time I've been here, your dad's not much of a dad. That's rude, but you're right. <laughs> you should stay here with your brother. I think I'll be fine out there. No, you'll be much better in here. She looks at Philip, and he like nods. She says, okay. Make an intuition roll. It's the same thing you missed before. Yeah, I but know. But you're in here again. Uh, I got a 10 and a 4. Okay. The mom is not in here for some reason. Okay. But as you look at the place settings and 
the the living area where they could all sit together and the the bedroom there's bedding for five and there's seating for five and there are five placemats on the table but four people okay did you stab <laughs> the weather be father because you were having an affair with the mother no damn <laughs> This is hard. You're doing pretty good, though. Yeah. You're so close. Flash over to you, Frank. Uh, You come upon a clearing in the woods. Okay. And the light has shot into a giant dead oak at the center of this clearing. But on the other side of the oak, where you can't see, there's green light that's flickering and flashing all across the clearing. It reminds you of firelight. Hmm. She, the light went into the tree. Mm-hmm. So I'll uh, investigate the tree to see if there's... I'll call out, Anne! Anne! Uh, you call out, and you don't hear anything, but the flickering green light is still happening on the other side of the tree. And unless I walk around, is there anything? I'm going to walk around to see what where the green light's coming from since she's not answering. Like, do you move in towards the oak, or do you walk around the tree line? Um, I guess move towards it. You move in towards the oak, and right, right as you get closer to it, you see shapes that look like they're dancing around the what you now see is a flickering green flame at the base of the oak tree. The green fire is the least of your concern because <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> there are six figures rhythmically dancing around the fire. They have the hooves and bent legs of goats, but the torsos of men. But the really weird thing is the oversized ram head on their shoulders. Three of them have instruments that they strum, beat, or blow into. But if they're emitting music, you can't hear it. And they're dancing around the the fire at the foot of the old oak. Satyrs. What the heck is going on? That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Ready to Roll. Special thanks to Mind's Eye for providing the beat for the theme song. Haunt is the intellectual property of Stormforge Productions and Dapper Rabbit Games. If you like what we do, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and spread the word. Tell all your friends to check us out and give us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We love hearing from our listeners, so drop us a line at our email, readytorollpodcast at gmail.com. Or tweet us at ReadyRoll, roll spelled R-O-L-E. You keep listening, and we'll keep getting ready to roll. See you next time.